0: They do have a timeout.
1: 2974. No to to oh, a, a-, a day etched in history. What up, dub nation, to another episode of the Catchin' Dubs podcast. We're your hosts, as always. I'm Ethan, and I am joined by my duo, my splash bro, and my co-host Zach. I mean, we already knew that Steph was the greatest shooter of all time, but, I mean, he even said after post-game that it cemented it. So, I mean, how pumped were you to finally see Steph finally break that three-point record, my guy?
0: Uh, well, I knew he, that he was the greatest shooter of all time to start my morning today, um, but... He has solidified himself as the greatest shooter of all time, and I think what Reggie Miller said on the Dan Patrick Show this morning is that I, he doesn't think that Steph's record will ever get touched. And I'm in full agreement with that statement. I don't. I think he'll overall, when his career's set and done, 4,500 threes probably. That's my prediction, somewhere around there. Um, but. The greatest shooter of all time solidified himself as the greatest shooter of all time by capturing the record, become the three-point king, and he did it in one of the most historic arenas in the world, in Madison Square Garden. So, I mean, it's storybook, honestly. Look at sports.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I texted a friend of mine, like, how it's storybook, how, like, Steph's career – like started off like well not started off but he became famous at msg and how fitting is it where he breaks the record at um at msg so and you have ray allen in there you have reggie miller on the call you have steve kerr who's one of the one of the best shooters on um, in history and in attendance too so it's like man and even the tickets were <laughs> were going like skyrocketing so i mean 600 for ticket i mean that's kind of like how clay clay thompson's return looking like at chase center so um, I think it's going to be 5,000. I think for staff, but um, I mean, we're never going to see 5, something 5, like this ever again. 5, I think 000, it's 5,000.
0: 5,000 is really saying something. I mean, it's possible because if you really consider how Steph is playing currently at age 33 or 34, I forgot his age, but I think it's 33. He turns 34 in March. Um, I seriously think that he probably has three to four, three to five good years left in his prime. Then I think he he's can gonna become- go for 400. <laughs> I think he could become a guy like uh Ray Allen, et cetera, who's just comes off the bench or and shoots. He doesn't need all that. He becomes a older version of Clay Thompson. Just a spot up shooter, just sits in the corner and just bang, makes it. Um, but
1: it's very possible. It's very possible. It is
0: possible that he gets to five thousand. I think he does. I think he. My prediction is that he gets to forty five hundred. I ain't trying to sell him short or nothing, but but I do think that record record will be untouched for a long time.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, the guys that people are saying right now who could get close. I mean, there's Trey Young, James Harden, Clay Thompson is probably the only one who could probably get close, but like you, know, Clay Thompson won't. Reach it. Although I love Clay Thompson, second greatest shooter of all time, it's just yeah. You Trey Young, want...
0: Trey Young, and James Harden won't get near that record. I'm just saying that right now. <laughs> I mean the only the only pr- person I think can think of currently that'll get to that record is Cannon Curry, Steph Curry's son. The <laughs> yeah. person, only person I think who can get to that record who has his dad's shooting genes. So, um, but we got three games to recap, so. It's, I mean,
1: let's start backwards. We got to start off with the Knicks game, so let's start backwards. We're going to start game. backwards. Let's get it. Let's get it. I mean, it, it's historic night, so we got to start off for the listeners out there to start off with the Knicks game. I mean, with uh, the Warriors were coming off a of back-to-back. Uh, they had the mechanical breakdown with their plane, so they didn't come to New York probably till the day of, so they were probably their legs are probably gone, so and their shooting was not as great, but their defense kept them in it. I mean, you got Jonathan Kuminga, who I am really impressed with um, these past couple games where he had Indiana, we'll go through Indiana, but in this game, he locked down Rando, and I'm like, if he can keep up that defensive energy and he can just be that roller where they run like sets for Jonathan Kuminga, I mean, he's going to get solid rotational minutes down the line, and I really think he can make a difference towards like the end of the season. So, I mean, I love Jonathan Kuminga, so I mean, did you think the same way about J.K.?
0: Yeah, I don't think a lot of people like the Jonathan Kaminga pick, but I think, um, he can seriously make an impact, a bigger impact than I thought he could make because he was such a raw prospect coming in. But with Damian Lee's struggles, I seriously think that Gary Payton II and Jonathan Kaminga should get more mi- or should get more minutes than Damian Lee. There were multiple instances where Damian Lee would. Be wide open and just he doesn't have any confidence so he just hesitated to shoot the ball and when he did it was the brick but he didn't make one um he did have some good cuts back door I mean would I say that he's a better defender than Gary Payton the second Jonathan Kaminga no um I think he has more offensive upside than Gary Payton the second at times but I think Jonathan Kaminga is better than Damian lee in both departments which i think is why he should get more minutes and i understand that he's a rookie and inexperienced and can make mistakes but i think adding another I mean, guy we
1: the potential yeah we've adding another potential.
0: guy to your arsenal is just going to help the team even more and if you unlock potential that jonathan kaminga has it's a plus so yeah, he, I mean, overall he should get more minutes in my opinion
1: yeah especially with how like Back-to-back, I mean, you need those young guys. You need those young legs to help bring the energy. And I think Jonathan Kaminga did a great job at bringing that energy to uh, a Warriors team that was kind of lacking that little energy a little bit. Uh, I want to talk about Jordan Poole. I mean, his shots weren't falling, but uh, the way he got to the line, I mean, he had 13 free throws tonight uh, as a recording. Um, I just loved his aggressiveness and just trying to get fouls. I mean, um, I remember... Andre Iguodala telling him after like the Hornets game where he had 31 is like, you had 31, but you had like no, he had no free throws. So I think Jordan, I mean, Jordan Poole is doing a great job at listening to the veterans and making sure that it applies to his game and making sure everything slows down and loving the, the whole JP progress. Um, so thoughts on the new JP, new aggressiveness to get to the line?
0: Um, I like it. I still think that he's going to win most improved player of the year, possibly six-man of the year through the latter half of the year um, once Clay comes back, depending on his minutes. Um, But Jordan Poole is a Steph disciple. And what I mean by that is that the guy can – I wouldn't say he can shoot from anywhere, but I think he's starting to become a very consistent knockdown shooter and I think how he differs from Steph is attacking the rim and getting contacting heading into the line, which I think he's starting to do more of. I, I haven't really throughout Steph's career, I don't think he did that as much as Jordan Poole. I think Jordan Poole I mean, it's hard to compare the two but because one's, in my opinion, a top 10 player of all time, top 15 player of all time. Everyone has their own opinions, but I think Steph Curry's getting a little bit closer to MJ, That's just my opinion. But we don't really need to bring up that this debate, um, but <laughs> I do think that Jordan Poole... Overall, I just like how Jordan Poole is starting to become more aggressive, and I think this will unlock even more potential for when Clay comes back and starts to be playing full-on minutes. Uh, Just unlock new potential for the second unit, which you'll add Jordan Poole to, and then you have just so many guys to choose from with Jonathan Jonathan Kamingo playing better or uh, getting more minutes in um improving and unlocking his potential.
1: Yeah, speaking about like how deep this team is, I mean, uh Bieliska, I mean, uh he hasn't been doing great. He's been okay in the past couple games, but I mean, today against the Knicks, he shot pretty well. I mean, four or five four threes, I think it was four threes, but those four threes were really needed especially with how the Warriors were shooting in the first half like it was kind of back and forth and Belly kind of provided the spark off the bench. And it's kind of told us that there's going to be different guys that can pop off. Some days it can be auto Porter. Some days it can be Bieliska. Some days it could be JTA or Kaminga someone. I think it just, it's a testament to how deep this bench is and how um, st- like more depth to this roster now compared to last year, where you can only run eight deep and now you can run 14 deep uh, depending on the night. So it's great to see how guys are stepping up when needed and, just gotta love that.
0: I mean, Belly was he was four for four from three tonight, and he's had a past some of his previous games have been rough. I think at one point against Philly where the Warriors lost, which we'll get, get into, is he was minus twenty-two at one point. And I think I mean, uh it's just I think it's he's just tonight was a big improvement for him. And I still think that getting him and Otto Porter Jr. on the veteran minimum have been steals and improve this second unit tremendously. So.
1: Yeah. It's just, you can't ask for anything better than that. I, I mean, you got auto Porter who can, he's a knockdown three. He's been great at three. Um, Obviously you're going to play matchups every single time, as I mentioned before, where if you need more offense, you can turn to be Lee's got Porter. If you need defense, you can always turn to Kaminga, uh, Gary and JTA. So Steve Kerr has, like, a good problem on his hands, as many people have said on Twitter, and it's a great problem to have. So moving on to the Pacers game, um, Steph was, like, seven, seven three pointers three-pointers, I think, before the record. So it was a gritty win. Um, and then, you know, Looney, Looney at the end, uh, moving those hips, got the game winner for us. So, I mean, you can't really – I don't know. It was like a lot of back and forth. So, did you have any big thoughts on this game? I mean, it was just like the defense was always there. I mean, when the shots aren't falling, the defense is what wins them games, and that defense showed again. Against it was
0: it was, it was a gritty win. That's what it was called. I mean, the game was pretty ugly to watch. Um, at t- I think the Warriors looked. What's the word for it? They looked sloppy.
1: It looked sloppy. Like-
0: except yeah.
1: Yeah, because I feel like that game was Steph was hunting a little too much. Yeah, I think I think it
0: was a little. I think it was a little bit of the Blazers game where Steph was just pulling up and trying to force them in, um, and not letting the game come to him. But um, a win is a win, so you can't complain. Um, The Kevin Looney with the game winner. I mean, the unexpected happens.
1: Um, acrobatic layup that definitely
0: was not on my bingo card at the (laughs) the beginning of the night so you know wins a win take another i think it's hard to win in the nba and you just take a w
1: yeah i mean we saw again with jonathan kaminga i mean him on sabonis uh, i mean sometimes when jonathan kaminga was guarding sabonis sabonis couldn't even get shots like up like what good shots? It was all contested, and when he when he shot them, it was either short or like long. So I'm like, again, credit to J- uh, Jonathan Kaminga's athleticism and the defensive mind as you surround him with Draymond, Andre, those guys, and you get you're gonna get a final product later on in a few years of Jonathan Kaminga. Jonathan so I'm pretty excited to see how Jonathan Kaminga develops. Obviously, you want to see Moses Moody uh, later on, but it's gonna take some development with him. So. Uh, as we said gritty win and well, you know the 76ers game um i mean i'll just i'll just give credit where credits due uh the 76ers play great defense especially matisse dyball uh he had two blocks on stuff uh, on these threes and again joel embiid on in the paint i mean there's this something you just can't stop sometimes especially when you have joel embiid in the paint obviously draymond's a great defender defensive player of the year type player but Sometimes the, the size of the Joel Embiid can just kind of overwhelm them. So, I mean, credit to their defense. Um, I think – were they down the whole game? I don't remember. It was, like, close. It was close, right? Uh, They were up two at the halftime. Okay.
0: Um, And then third quarter, I think they were up at 11 at one point. and then it just, oh, started then just the fell unravel. apart.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. I mean, those kind of nights happen. Um, I think JP and Wiggins were like the charge for that third quarter. But like, I mean, when you shoot like 11 for 45, I think that was the number from three. I mean, that's not going to win games. Uh, Porter had great looks. I think Lee had great looks as well. Steph had great looks too. It's just those nights. It's just those nights where they don't fall and like you lose by those, those three to three to four, three pointer shots. So I'm like, you can't get too mad about that. Of course, you love to win every game, but like it is what it is. And just got to credit, um, Philly's defense, as I said again. So, um, yeah, I mean, obviously, if you have a lead in the third quarter, you always want to keep that, but just not, not their night. So at least we can move on, especially to that Pacers and Knicks game where they had W's. So, I mean, just, um, do you have any concerns about like how the bigs, like Joel Embiid, could be hurting the Warriors down the line?
0: Uh, like I've addressed in the past, I think James Wiseman will help address that. But I think his inexperience—I think if he if there's not a big jump of improvement from James Wiseman from last year, which I don't expect. I think the Warriors could have some struggles, and I think they could seriously look at the buyout market and maybe get a big or trade for a big. And I think it would be a good idea. Um, But I think there will be some games down the stretch where uh, an opposing team has some big men that the Warriors just can't handle. For example, DeAndre Ayton. Um, but I do think there will be also be games like the Pacers game where you had Miles Turner and DeBonte Sabonis and Kevon Looney held his own out there. And when the Warriors played small, they had athletic athletic guys like Jonathan Kaminga and stretch fives like uh Otto Porter Jr. and Neiman Bielichka take uh, handle them. So and also Draymond Green, who I think is one of the best defenders of this generation currently. So I mean, I think it'll be a worry, but I think with a team who's 23 and five, I don't think there's that much to worry about.
1: Yeah. I mean, there was rumors coming around about the whole miles Turner situation. I'm like the Warriors team is 23 and five. They don't have James Wiseman. They don't have Klay Thompson. If it ain't Why? broke,
0: don't yeah, fix yeah, it. Yeah.
1: yeah. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like they I don't understand the, the conversations about that. I mean, Miles um, Turner, it was great on paper. You know, he's a pick and pop big, uh, could shoot the three, uh, defense is good. But we saw him against the Pacers, uh, I mean, the Warriors that that Monday night. I'm like, he didn't even play that well. He was bad. I don't want to be disrespectful to Miles Turner, but he wasn't great. Um, so, I mean, do you think if there's just a little current between how people like uh, fans see Miles Turner compared to on the court? Like, great on paper. Great on paper, but on the court, nah. You're
0: not like, being disrespectful. You're a fan who's a critic, so it's not disrespectful. It's <laughs> uh, just, given, just given just given a fan's true. perspective. I mean yeah. I think the only problem with the Miles Turner trade for me is that you're with Indiana saying that they want to go into a rebuild, you're going to have to give up some young pieces. I'm perfectly fine with giving up James Wiseman and maybe a second future second-round pick for Miles Turner. I am not comfortable with adding guys like Moses Moody, Jonathan Kaminga to that deal. Not at all. That's that's a if I'm a Bob little Meyer, too much. If I'm Bob Myers, I'm hanging up the phone. No, that's that's not happening. But if you're trading a bunch of picks, a pick or two, and then. Adding James Wiseman, I'm not opposed to it, but I sure I'm still in the same boat of where I was when the rumors came around in Warriors Twitter making the trade calculator tweets. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. My, the Warriors are 23 and five, and Clay Thompson and James Wiseman are not back. And Clay Thompson's coming back within the ne- within the next month, and James Wiseman will be hopefully be back by the beginning of the uh, beginning or.
1: I think it was January 2022.
0: A couple weeks into the new year. So, I mean, the Warriors are perfectly fine where they are right now. And I don't think they need to worry about the size disadvantage. Because when you look at it, there's only been realistically two games where they've been bothered by that. And that was the first game against Phoenix in Phoenix where they had 24 th- freaking turnovers, which is one reason, why they, one reason why they lost the game. And then they had Joel Embiid, who I think is one of the best bigs in the NBA. So, I mean, it'll, I think, like I said before, all year the, they will be at a disadvantage with that. Um, but I think, like they did in this offseason, they valued athleticism uh IQ over athleticism but they also have athletic guys like Jonathan Kaminga who can handle the bigs and I think having a guy like Draymond Green who's one of the best defenders in this generation helps so like I said before and for the third time if it ain't broke don't fix it and that's why <laughs> that's how I think the Warriors should uh look at a potential deal for a big man
1: yeah, constantly. I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, but if the trade don't...
0: deadline comes and it's starting to become a glaring problem, then fix it. It's pretty I mean, simple.
1: I mean, the surprising thing about the whole uh, size disadvantage. I mean, the war. I mean, I don't know um, the stat about this, but the Warriors have been out rebounding their opon- opponents, which is surprising exactly. if you didn't.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like... And they're and they're the number one defensive rated team in the NBA. I mean, yeah. it's there's. There's not a lot of weaknesses on this Warriors team, and they still have the top. Oh my god! I don't know. Because you have Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Reggie Miller, uh, Ray Allen. I think Clay Thompson's in that mix. So one of the best shooters of all time, and a impressive young big man who you spent uh, the number two pick on coming back. Yeah. The only reason I see you going out and getting a big man is injuries. If, it, if, it, if it, there's an injury or if it becomes a glaring problem. And I would not spend a ton of draft capital and a ton of, and including guys like Jonathan Kamingo or Moses Moody and possibly James Wiseman to go get a guy. I would maybe spend a second round pick on uh, someone. Someone. Andre chief. Drummond. There we go second round pick on, or a first and a second round pick on Jared Allen. I have no clue. I'm just listing out big names, big men that come to my head. I don't think Jared Allen will be available with how the Cavs are playing, but I would not spend a ton of draft capital on getting a big man because you're the number one defensive rated team currently in the NBA and you're 23 and five currently. So just, Step off the trade calculators.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there, there can be games sometimes where, like, yo, we're getting out-rebounded so much like where, like, games like Sabonis, he has 11 rebounds. Miles Turner got 10 rebounds. But when you look at the stat sheet, it's like Warriors out-rebound the Pacers 50 to, like, 45. That's not a real stat, but that's somewhat, like, what the numbers look like. And you look at the list, oh, JTA, five rebounds. Draymond, seven rebounds. Steph, three rebounds. Pool three rebounds. Yada, yada. But, like, It's just a team effort, team rebounding, which the Warriors emphasize. Since that they're small, they got to get every everyone across the boards. I mean, you're not going to get the monster, monster rebound numbers like Drummond, who can give you 20 rebounds. It's just going to be a conceded effort, and like how everyone has to chip in to get rebounds. So, um, I don't like. Of course, you're going to have concerns when you face guys like Giannis and Joel Embiid, but I don't think in the long run it's going to affect them too much, especially with. How they're playing, 23-5, and five, I mean, you can't ask for anything better than that. So, um, just keeping it up, I mean, there's going to be nights like the the 76ers nights where shots aren't going to fall in. It's just up to their defense to keep him in it. And it has kept him in it when sharp, the shots aren't falling. So, exactly. what can you do? Yeah. Oh, so, uh, like the whole Clay Thompson stuff, um, do you think December 20th, I mean, he comes back? It's against no, the I don't think
0: so. I think it's really? probably – after christmas that's my guess uh, i bob myers is on 95.7 the game today um shit i better not have gotten that number wrong i th- i get it mixed up between 95.7 97.5 i'm not a true barrier bay or bay area sports fan if i get it wrong i was right 95.7 the game and he go. said he said he had no timetable uh, they have not discussed a time t- a certain date for clay thompson to return so, with that knowledge, I don't think that he'll be coming back. I mean, they could have back. just said
1: that just to say that.
0: Exactly, but I don't think that he'll be coming back before Christmas. That's my guess. I think he'll be coming back Tuesday, December 28th against Denver Nuggets.
1: Is that on TNT?
0: It's NBA TV.
1: Ah, okay. So, it's some sort of coverage. So, um, can't wait. Yeah. I don't
0: uh, I don't know if it'll be national. I mean the Kings Warriors game and the Grizzlies Warriors games before Christmas aren't nationally televised, so I mean
1: I mean ticket prices are going uh sky high for that. I yeah, mean
0: true, true enough.
1: Maybe 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 Joe Lacob so knows something that we don't and that Bob Byers is just throwing out throwing out stuff so that the media won't catch on. Cause you know Clay Thompson isn't like the media type guy, he doesn't want all the attention. So um Maybe he just wants to go on a quiet, um, a quiet return. But obviously, it's Clay Thompson. Two and a half years, he has a return, so everyone's going to make a big deal about, about that. So there's going to be some watery tears. at that Chase Center arena, I mean, obviously there's going to be like a stoppage of play where Clay Thompson gets a uh, a standing ovation. I know I talked about that probably in the previous episode, but I mean, you miss the guy. You miss seeing Clay Thompson. You see, you miss seeing the Splash Bros on the court. So. It's going to be a great day when he comes back.
0: Amen to that. That'll conclude episode number 60, 60 or 61. 61. I think 61, 61. 61. Yeah. Special episode for 2,974 points. I don't know I fucking butchered that. It was 2,974 2, points for Mr. Point, Stephen. Three-point field goals. Three-point field goals. <laughs> Three-point field <laughs> all goals. All good. It's all good. All good. 2,974. Three-point field goals for number 30. The greatest shooter of all time, Stephen Curry. Um, Make sure you check us out on Instagram at devs pod and on Twitter, at dubs pod and make sure tune into the warriors as they start to conclude their road trip Friday and Saturday, Friday against the Boston Celtics and Saturday against the Toronto Raptors. We'll catch you in the next one.